0: I think you have to be prayerful about your list and you have to hold it loosely. You have to remember, this is your tribe of people who God wants you to Mm -hmm. minister to. It belongs to him first. Mm -hmm. You are a steward of it. It is good to hold it loosely because it reminds you that God is in control and it keeps you from focusing so hard on the numbers.
1: Welcome to Authentic Online Marketing with Ruthie Gray. Growing awareness for your blog, podcast, book, or product involves more than dancing to reels and yelling, buy my thing. This show models quality over clamor, so you can put your spin on your message and market in a way that feels authentic to you, because nobody wants to sound like an infomercial. And now, here's your host, Ruthie Gray. Sarah Gerringer is an author, speaker, podcaster, artist, and coach for Christian creatives. She has two solo podcasts, one called Finding Peace in God's Word, and one for adult children of divorce called Heart in a Drawer. Sarah is a wife and mother of three from Missouri. And Sarah is a special friend of mine. We have been a part of a special tight-knit Facebook group for a long time, and we are paths crossed quite a bit. So welcome to the show, Sarah. I am so thrilled to be here, Ruthie. This is amazing. We are, we're both thrilled because it's an opportunity for us to spend some one-on-one girlfriend chat time and talk shop too, right? Right, right. We were supposed to have a retreat
0: and then COVID canceled Mm -hmm. that out. And so we're making do today.
1: That's right. We were. Well, Mm -hmm. maybe someday we're really, we're, let's just keep praying for that, huh? Right. (laughs) Right. Well, Sarah, as you know, today our topic is newsletter opt-ins, and because you have a healthy email list and you are constantly working on this and nurturing your newsletter and your readers, I knew that you would be great to have on to talk us through this. So are you ready to go? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, let's 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 get started. First of all, the one thing I want to ask you is, and I know that this is a relative term, but would you consider your newsletter list a healthy newsletter list?
0: I think healthy is surrender to God. I think that's what you have to do. You have to be prayerful about your list and you have to hold it loosely. And you have to remember this is your tribe of people who God wants you to mm. minister to, it belongs to him first. Mm. You are a steward of it. it. It is good to hold it loosely because it reminds you that God is in control and it keeps you from focusing so hard on the numbers. Now, I am a traditionally published author though, and numbers matter. They do to mm. the publishers. It's one of the first things they look at before they give you a book contract. So it's not that they don't matter. But your heart position needs to be one of trust and surrender. So I started my list in 2016. This is when I was self-publishing. So I've built it slowly over time. And it's something that I track weekly on a simple Excel spreadsheet. So I've had that spreadsheet now for five years. And sometimes it's hard to see the growth week to week. But when you go month to month, quarter to quarter, year to year, It's amazing how much it will grow. But Mm -hmm. if you're not keeping track, you won't see it. So, Mm -hmm. generally speaking, my emails go out on Tuesdays. So, Tuesdays is when I track my numbers before I send it. And it's a good way to see how God is growing it. And then Mm -hmm. another thing that happened, even though I've been sending this on Tuesday afternoons for years and years, I took a break this summer because I was writing and I just had a a few quick updates to send out. So I sent them on a Saturday afternoon at around 1.30 and I had the highest open rate I've ever had. It was over 50%, which is wow. enormous. And so, so what I'm gonna do now is once a month send out a Saturday SIPs So just make it Mm -hmm. like a highlight reel, anything that they might've missed. If they haven't had the time to read their emails, just kind of hit the highlights on a Saturday because why Mm -hmm. waste that opportunity? Mm -hmm. Maybe Saturdays is when people are wanting to open that non-work related email, but I'm not going to tear down that work that I built for that Tuesday afternoon rhythm. I'm just going to add to it. Once a month, mm-hmm. with a little thing that I can do in in fifteen minutes or so.
1: Mm-hmm. Interesting, and I do think we have to always be testing and be open minded. You know, they'll say, "Well, Tuesdays or Wednesdays are the best days," you know, to send your email to your email readers. But we each have a list that has a personality, don't we? Right. So my readers, they don't love a Monday email, but they like a midweek email. And now you found that your Saturday open rates. I mean, mine wouldn't do that. My, my people would not open on a Saturday, but that's so interesting. So let's talk about how you get people to opt in to your newsletter. So what types of opt-ins do you offer? So
0: my main offering is my Tea on Tuesdays exclusive devotional. I also have special giveaways that are only for my tribe, exclusive content behind the scenes, look at the writer's life. So, I don't share that anywhere else. And plus, they get the very first look at book launches or product launches. They get the first discounts on the new products that I offer. So, it's it's an exclusive group. And then what I also offer, if they sign up for my weekly newsletter, they get access to my library. And I have dozens of printables in there. Some are seasonal. Some I just put in there during Christmas time or Easter or something like that. But I I have all that in there because I really want a first-time user to be wowed and say, I'm not just getting one email a week, I'm getting a whole library that I can work through at my own pace, according to my needs at the moment. I can print them out and really study them and dig into them when I want to do that. And I know that some, you have to kind of play with what, what offering is best for your tribe. But I like that library option because I can take things out or add things in at will. Uh-huh. And also we were talking before this, before we started our conversation about sometimes people are reluctant to put this work in to your, your email list. And the uh-huh. way that I always look at it is, you know, you only get about a two or 3% return on your Instagram post, your Facebook posts, your tweets, uh-huh. uh, any of those uh-huh. things. But with your List the average open rate for the industry that we're in is twenty to thirty percent. So let's say your let's just let's go small. Let's say your list is a hundred people. Would you rather talk to thirty people on that list or two, two or three? You know, if it's if it's a thousand, would you rather talk to twenty or thirty or three hundred? I mean, I don't think there's any question about what you'd want. So to put your heart and soul into your email list and then use that content to repurpose onto your social media accounts is probably the best return on your time investment.
1: Yes. And I think especially newer Instagrammers or women who haven't necessarily been working the Instagram scene, like building their platform seriously or diligently for very long. I think a lot of times they don't realize, I know I get uh, clients and members in my community And I will say, well, what's your what's your opt in for your newsletter? Well, I don't have a newsletter. Well, it's so important, so important to have one in order to talk to these people. Like you said, it's a one on one conversation Mm -hmm. and the return rate is way higher on your email list than just on social media where you're one of many right there. Right. And you,
0: you're at the whim of the algorithms. You you have control over whether your email gets in their inbox or not. Now, you know, it's up to them to open it, but people are opening more emails than they're ever interacting with social media posts. So
1: that's why it's really, really important. For sure. So you have a nice, healthy library that they can go and check out. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about some different types of opt-ins you've offered in the past maybe some that have worked and some that haven't worked.
0: So a couple that didn't get off the ground as much as I wanted them to they're a few years old when drip campaigns were more of a thing So a drip campaign is something like you deliver the content over a period of five days, seven days, ten days and I think because the the pace, of our culture has has really ramped up even in the last 3 years. Mm-hmm. People want the whole thing now and they want to engage with it on their own terms. They don't want someone to deliver it. I think the only way that works is if it's like an online summit where you've got two or three videos to watch uh-huh. in one day. I I just was part of one of these and that is good because that's a lot of content to process in one day. Uh-huh. But I'm talking about if you're giving you know, five tips or Mm -hmm. 10 tips or something. I think people would rather have that up front. And so I still offer those on my site. I just have decided, well, if the content's already there, it would take me longer to take it down and make it into a single package. If somebody wants it, it's still there, it's still free. Mm -hmm. But I won't be making any more like that. I'll Mm -hmm. be making more things where all of the content is available at one time. I'm developing a new course this fall and it's going to be more in that
1: format where they can go through it at their own pace. So would you say you have several different types of opt-ins going at once? Yeah, so on some of my posts, I will just offer a free printable,
0: just completely free. You click on it and the PDF opens up in a different window. Mm-hmm. And I learned this from my—I know we're m- mutual friends, Elisa Nakode. So mm-hmm. she said, if you would do that on so- a few of your blog posts, and it's really nice and pretty and good value, mm-hmm. then people get an impression that, well, whatever she has in her library or something I have to sign up for is going to be at least this good. Mm-hmm. Then I want to make sure that I sign up. So it's kind of a way to advertise your stuff without them having to sign up. But then on other posts, like last year, I did a series of Prayers for America during the election season. Those were really popular. And I knew some people would probably want to print those out and pray those over and over without having Mm -hmm. to go back to that blog post and read it again and again. Mm -hmm. So I just put those in the library instead, because then all five or six of them would be in one place once that series was over with. Mm -hmm. So it just depends. You can just uh, test that out, play with it a little bit and see how your tribe responds. And you can always adjust that later.
1: Yeah. And I remember those prayers that you came out with uh, last year and it seemed like it was just so timely. And I think that that's something that we need to keep our eyes open for, don't we, Sarah? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So my friend Misty Phillip, she shared with me something really, really wise about pick five points that are yours and stay on point. So then when these things come up, you're not thrown off guard and and posting stuff that really isn't on brand. But one Uh of my five points is prayer. So we're recording this right now. uh, The last week of August. So all this news has erupted about Afghanistan. So I stayed in my lane and I did a post Uh on praying for Afghanistan, which makes sense for me. So I'm not going to run and talk about that if that isn't on brand for me, but Uh since I can make it part of my prayer branding, then that makes sense because people identify me with the idea of prayer. So Uh That was a good, I wouldn't say jump on some trend just for the sake of jumping on a trend, but if it fits into your
1: brand, go for it. I like that. So five points, in other words, five sort of content buckets is what you're saying. Right.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Okay. All right. I like that. That's a very good tip. We know Misty, she's been on the show before.
0: Yeah, I think it was her friend, Kelly Buckner, who shared that with her. So she shared it Mm -hmm. with me and now I'm sharing it with all of you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I've heard of Kelly too. Mm -hmm. All right. So we've talked about opt-ins that have worked and some that haven't worked. Incidentally, I have found that um, one of my popular, very popular opt-ins that has worked for the past three years it is a, a story, Instagram story challenge. I used to get opt-ins all the time on it. It has just kind of died down. And that is not what people want now. So it's interesting. We're talking about this now. I'm in the midst of creating a new opt-in that will be more relevant and up to up to date. Like right now, everyone's looking for how to learn reels well. So I'll right. just give uh, my audience a little tip there, be looking. <laughs> We're going <laughs> to do a real quiz. What what type of personality are you? So Ooh. that's what I'm doing. And we've always got to tweak, don't we? We've always got to just kind of be keeping our eyes open, but serving our audience. And I love that you said that at the very beginning, because this is not, this is authentic online marketing. And what we want is to serve our audience. At the same time, we're marketing our products, our books, our uh, podcasts, our blogs, any whatever it is that we are trying to drive traffic to. And we know that email service providers cost money. So we've got to pay for those. Right. But even beyond that, we have things we have to pay for. We have to support our families too. So how do we serve our readers while supporting our families and transitioning into newsletter marketing? So it all works together, doesn't it? It does. It's, it's worth the time. It is. It is very worth the time. The, I find that the, the people who purchase my products are the people that are on my email list. Correct. So how many subscribers, and you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but how many subscribers would you say that you get a week?
0: So I, I have the blessing of writing devotions for Proverbs 31 Ministries about six times a year. So on the day that my devotion publishes, I get 10 times more traffic than I normally do. So I'll get a large number of subscribers. So that kind of throws off my average. Uh, But, um, I will tell you that I get, I get about 10 unsubscribes a week and nobody likes those. Right. But I heard someone at a writer's conference I was at one time say that the proof that you're a professional writer is that you get rejected. Because you don't get rejected if you're not putting your stuff out there. So I look at those unsubscribes as a form of rejection mm-hmm. that just comes with the territory of being mm-hmm. a creative person. And it's not right. personal. I'm a highly sensitive person. like mm-hmm, an too. HSP. So this is hard. <laughs> this has been an area where God has really grown me and yeah. uh, realized that some people just need my words for a season. They mm-hmm. don't need it forever. And okay. I've had to do that with other lists I've been on. I needed mm-hmm. it for a season. So to let that go, what I what I have done is just to say out loud when I'm archiving them in MailChimp, I say, thank you and goodbye.
1: Mm-hmm. And I
0: have to do that so I don't hold a grudge and I don't start d- developing resentment in my heart. Somehow adding that audio layer mm-hmm. helps me release it more. Mm-hmm. And again, holding it loosely and remembering these are God's people. They're real people with real faces. I don't want to mistreat them. I need to just let them go with peace. And it's become easier with practice.
1: I get that. When I first started my newsletter six or seven years ago, you know, I had a very small list. And when someone would unsubscribe after I had poured my heart out in a newsletter, I'd be like, who is this person? Why did they unsubscribe? And it would be, I am highly sensitive too, <laughs> and um, I, I I remember talking with our friend Melanie Red, and she was like, "Just move on. It's okay. It, it, it that's going to happen, and you just have to let it go." And then. I do realize now that I've been doing it for all these years that there are there's a time and a place and sometimes people just need to disconnect for whatever reason or they need to clean out their inbox or they just don't need they're not in that vein like maybe they're not trying to work their Instagram or online marketing anymore and so we have to respect them And expect the same thing when we unsubscribe as well. It's just, you just have to let it go. So I like that you mentioned that. (laughs) How many places on your blog do you have opt-ins?
0: Okay, so every single page of my blog has a sign-up form at the bottom. I also have a dedicated newsletter page where people can go and learn a little bit more than they can at the bottom of that page, of every page. And then I have a pop-up through the Sumo Me plugin. Mm -hmm. And so that pops up after a set amount of time that I select. And then you can select if that person visits again in a week or two weeks, you can say it's not going to pop up to nag them to death. Uh, You can control all those settings on there. And it's, it's a free plugin. You can use the paid version, but I just use the free one. And that converts a lot of people. So the pop-ups are really effective. I think we just expect them on an established website. It's kind of like watching commercials on television, on live television. You just know they're going to be part of it. And Uh maybe they're not your favorite part, but you just expect that that's part of the program. And I think that's what people expect. I expect it when I go on certain Mm -hmm. sites. And I can always click off if I don't want to, but I, I still sign up myself. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I'm sure I signed up for two or three this week. So as long as you're offering something
1: great, people will sign up. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned to me that you have a pretty good conversion rate on that pop-up that 10-second pop-up, and it says, T on Tuesdays, and I just want to read what it says, receive my weekly exclusive email devotional by signing up, you're agreeing to my privacy policy, which that's a whole other conversation. We do need to be respectful of different things like that, GDPR and all of that, which we are not going to discuss today, but I like that you said weekly exclusive email devotional.
0: Yeah, you have to be very clear. You only have about three seconds to capture their attention. So make sure you're being very clear so that they know
1: what they're getting Mm -hmm. in exchange for their email. Quick and clear. I like that. So you offer them in several places. And I think that one of my biggest takeaways that you just said is you have an actual page dedicated to your newsletter that you can point people to. I like that. So how do you promote your opt-in on Instagram?
0: I feel like video is the best way to do that. So what I've done a couple times is it's not that great of a quality video, but I just take my phone and I record me looking at my own computer screen, just scrolling through. People mm-hmm. know it's a computer screen, so they're not real picky about that. But mm-hmm. sometimes I'll go in the library and I'll just scroll through so they can get a sneak preview of what is in there Mm -hmm. and entice them to sign up that way. If you do this through video, it doesn't have to be fancy. Like I just told you, then Instagram is going to share that more organically than anything else you do. And that's Mm -hmm. true of Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, anything else. Video is what's trending. And the good thing about this is you don't have to show your face on that video. Uh It's just your computer screen. And I'm going to be looking at at doing more reels on this Uh in the weeks ahead, because I know that's trending. And I'm looking to you for help on that, Ruthie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I have done this before. I've done my newsletter on a green screen and me talking my face talking in front of it so that people could see it scrolling by like my headlines and things like that that's worked great and I talk about it just about every week or every other week in my stories and I do the same thing as you I show what's offered there right now it's my Instagram caption blueprint and so you are you are dead on with the video I think that that works really well super effectively
0: Mm -hmm. right
1: That's a great takeaway. So I have a question about your podcast. Is it hosted on your blog? It is, yes. Okay, and so I'm sure that you offer a newsletter opt-in surrounding that as well, I guess.
0: Yeah, what I do, uh, I'm just gonna talk about my heart in a drawer one right now because I have two different ones. I'll just Mm -hmm. focus the conversation on that one. So I have a free printable worksheet for every episode of season one. It's, it's kind of a heavy topic and it's mm-hmm. sad and it's hard. So I want people to be able to work through that on their own time. But I'm getting ready to start recording season two. And I think that I'm going to keep those season one free printables available, but move season two and beyond to a Patreon account. Mm-hmm. And again, we've we've kind of covered this several times. You have to offer really high value free content first, because if people see that it's worth mm-hmm. signing up for or even paying for like you would on Patreon, they will do it
1: if, if they know yes. that there's a return on investment for them. Yes. I love that. That seems like a natural transition for you. And it does take a lot of time to create a podcast and edit it and produce it. And then On top of that, to make these printable worksheets, it seems like a natural transition for you. So Mm -hmm. I wish you well on that. Thank you. Well, Sarah, this has all been very helpful today. Thank you so much for taking the time to share with the folks your little ninja secrets. And they're really not that little. They're they're pretty major. So I know (laughs) my listeners and followers are gonna love this. Why don't you tell the folks how they can connect with you? So every day
0: except Sunday, I'm active on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. I'm also active on YouTube. So whichever is your, your favorite place to interact, you can find the link on the front page at sarahgaringer.com.
1: Okay, easy enough. And then you have um, some special things coming up you have a book for teen girls that will come out October 12th. Can you That's tell right. us briefly about that and by uh, leading up to that? Sure. So this is the teen girl version
0: of the adult book that came out two years ago called Transforming Your Thought Life, Christian Meditation and Focus. So this is the teen girl version of that. So one of the things I'm doing for my email list is creating a free discussion guide For adults and teens, that could be moms and daughters, dads and daughters, small group leader, and teen girls that they can use to bridge both books. Because I firmly Mm -hmm. believe that Gen Z wants authentic, faith based conversations with adults. So we have to take the leadership, but I know that can be very intimidating. So I'm hoping that this discussion guide will help both adults and teens get a lot more out of the books, and then out of a fruitful discussion with each other.
1: Wow, that sounds really good. So they can go and uh, read about that on your blog as well, correct? That's right. Okay, Sarah, thank you so much for coming, spending time with us. Y'all give her a follow, look her up on Instagram and everywhere else at Sarah Geringer. And we appreciate you, Sarah. Thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun.